Hello and welcome to Insights for Manufacturing. I'm your host, Jeff Beecham, and throughout the series, we'll be looking at some of the challenges and opportunities facing UK manufacturing in 2022. In our fortnightly episodes, I'm hosting a range of guests from service businesses and support organisations, providing subject matter expertise and guidance on a diverse range of topics affecting UK manufacturing. Today, we're going to be looking at how innovation and new manufacturing technologies are helping the growth and sustainability of UK manufacturing. So I'm delighted to welcome my special guest, Mike Wilson, the Chief Automation Officer at the Manufacturing Technology Centre. Welcome, Mike, and how are you? Thank you, Jeff. Very well, thank you. Good, good. It's good to have you on. Uh, and this, uh, this episode follows a, a visit I had over at the MTC with you uh, a week or so ago, which was so interesting. Um, so before we get into the, the detail of the, uh, the discussion, Mike, can you tell me a bit about yourself and, and what your role is at the MTC? Sure, I'd be very happy to. So, so I've been involved in automation robotics for 40 years now, which is, is a little bit scary because I don't feel that old. But, um, <laughs> but I, I started in the automotive sector in what was then called British Leyland, um, working on the early applications of robots in the car industry. And then over, over, over the time, I've worked for various suppliers uh, various robot suppliers. I've also been an in independent consultant and I've, I'm now at the MTC and um, I've, I've been at the MTC now for a year and a half and my role there is, is really about developing and implementing our strategy for automation robotics and, and it's largely focused on how do we encourage UK manufacturing to adopt more automation and robotics what kind of services should we provide to, to provide the assistance that manufacturing needs and also to help in terms of directing the development of the technologies so, so that we can ensure that UK manufacturing has access to the kind of technologies that it should be using in, in two to five years time. Right. Okay. So it, it's sort of like uh, from an outsider looking in, it's sort of like a, um, an innovation, uh, would, it, would an incubator be the right sort of phrase, uh, you know, innovation and, and doing all this sort of forward uh, technology uh, development and, and, and advancement for, for businesses before they can even think about going into, into designing or, or, or production? It, it's, it's partly that, and, and that's definitely uh, an important element of what we do, is, is building demonstrator to show industry what the art of the possible might be. Some yeah. of it is about identifying and solving particular challenges that the industry might have, but, but it's also about helping businesses adopt what's commercially available. When they don't have the expertise to, um, to identify what they really need or to identify the right suppliers to deliver it to them, we're, we're there to help them get through that journey so that we, we try and de-risk the projects as much as possible. We try to ensure that all of our clients can achieve a successful outcome with any automation adoption project. How does that actually work in terms of, um, you know, financing what you do, you know, the services that you provide for, for UK manufacturing? Is that generally done through sort of funding or, or grants? How do the, the sort of end users of your services get access to that financially? Well, we, we operate in a number of, of different ways. We're, we're a non-profit organization, so we're not yep. there to make money, but, but obviously we do need to pay the bills. Um, we, we've been operating for 10 years now, and um, our funding comes from a number of different sources, partly through government, um, some of which is through um, 
applying for innovate projects in the same way that any other business can do and yeah. and we often get involved in consortium we help build consortia to apply for those innovate funding uh, funded projects so that we can help develop the technologies because that's more about the the development side where where it comes to implementation we do a lot of projects on a one-on-one -on -one basis with our clients mm. and um, those projects range from fairly sizable projects with some of the larger enterprises down to you know individual projects that we do with a lot of SMEs and, and in particular with the SMEs we are able to provide funding so that they don't necessarily have to pay the the same rate as the large enterprises and, and a typical SME project would get 50% of our time funded through those kind of grants. And we and we help sort that out. So we do try and make it easy for the SMEs to engage with us. Right, okay. So you, you can do the sort of signposting to where the, the funded or the grants might come from. Um, yes. Because I guess a lot of, you know, I've been speaking to some SMEs recently about, you know, sort of innovation and, you know, grants funding and all that sort of stuff. And um, I think there's a, a bit of a consensus that, you know, there, there's information out there, but it's not always totally visible or, you know, so the fact that you're, I guess, helping, you know, the individual organizations, uh, you know, and pointing them in the right direction for funding and things like that, it cuts out a bit of that process for them, I guess, takes away a little bit of the, the stress and the, the worry. And, you know, I, I suppose, you know, most manufacturing businesses are just really, really busy anyway. And, probably haven't got a lot of time to be you know searching around for various routes to, to funding or finance so that that's really good to know thanks for sharing that so oh, you've mentioned SMEs you've mentioned uh, larger enterprises where is where is the bulk of the uh, of the work that you do at, at MTC I, I think there's a bit of a I suppose a myth call it a myth uh, that you know organizations like the MTC are, are you know only really geared up for OEMs and big companies, but that's not actually the case, is it? No, de definitely not. I mean, we 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 do have a range of members. Um, so we have a hundred companies typically who are, who are members of the MTC, yeah. and within that, that that encompasses both um, uh, manufacturers or industries as well as technology providers, and and those members do range from some very large uh, global businesses through to SMEs, um, and. In addition to sort of helping them and working with them, we, we also engage very much on a, a sort of one-on-one -on -one basis with individual clients. Yep. And, and I, I completely agree that a lot of uh, companies, particularly in the SME sector, do, do feel that the, the, the landscape is just complicated. It's too difficult to navigate. Um, and and they, they also come to places like the MTC and they, they kind of look at the uh, the facilities and think think we're not appropriate for them. But nothing is further from the truth. We, we've worked with and supported hundreds of SMEs yeah. and um, we, we do have a team that's specifically set up to engage with those SMEs, as you say, to, to signpost them in the right direction in terms of funding, but also to, to try and help them understand what are the challenges that we can help with and, and also we can actually come in and provide some additional temporary resource to help them address a particular challenge. Once it's done, we can go away again. We can help them um, in terms of skills. Uh, we can help them de-risk projects. We can help them demonstrate what could be done. So, so it is about trying to make things easier for those SMEs. Right. Okay. And I understand you're actually running a, an apprenticeship program as well that these days. Is, is that fairly new or 
when, the, when did that the, sort of come in? The the, SM, the apprenticeship program has been running for a number of years now. Um, I think I think it's six or seven years, um, and it was actually originally created because the, there was a, a realization that, that it's all very well developing technologies and and demonstrators to show what industry could do with those technologies, but unless you actually address the skills issue, yeah. so you give industry the skills to then use and adopt those technologies, you're still going to have a problem. So that there was a realization that we needed to build an apprenticeship program alongside our technology development uh, activities. And that's been running very successfully now for a number of years. We have an apprentice school both in Coventry and also down near Oxford. Um, and we, we're, I can't remember the exact numbers, but we have a few hundred apprentices going through our system every year. And, and one of the key things that I would state is that they're very much exposed to the more advanced technologies maybe it's robotics yeah. maybe it's additive manufacturing so they do they do get an understanding of these technologies as part of their apprenticeship and and we found that they're very valuable employees when they come out of our system and and we don't have any problems placing them in manufacturing businesses brilliant and, and those sort of skills are you know they're greatly needed in in manufacturing so uh, that's that's really good to know so you, you mentioned, Mike, certain other, you know, support organizations or, or partner uh, organizations. What other businesses do you, do you partner with on, on projects? I mean, I, I know you sort of, um, you, you do stuff with is it Innovate UK and you're obviously part of the Catapult. Um, what, what are the range of, of support organizations that you, do you partner with? So, so we are, as you say, very much a part of the high value manufacturing catapult. There are seven centers within that organization, including ourselves. Yep. And we are increasingly working more closely so that we can share resources. We can solve the big challenges that, that manufacturing may be facing. Um, so that, that's one element of what we do. We, we should also remember that the MTC was originally set up to, to help bridge the gap between the, the clever ideas and technologies that were coming out of universities mm. and, and what industry actually needs um, to, to, to move technologies from relatively low technology readiness levels typically coming out of universities at level three through the levels up to level seven, eight, nine, where it can actually be applied within industry. And that was the original premise that the, the MTC was set up to address. And we're continuing to work on that. So we do work quite closely with a, with a number of universities, our, our founding universities in Birmingham, Loughborough and Nottingham. And we continue to work very closely with them and others in terms of both taking ideas, concepts, and technologies from them and develop, developing them to the point where industry can use them, but also feeding the challenges back down into the universities. Yeah. So we help um, understand what industry needs and we can feed that into the universities. So the work they're doing is, is appropriate for what industry wants. Brilliant. We, we do also we do also work with other organizations like Made Smarter, for example. Yeah. So, so we're, we're part of the delivery team for the Made Smarter program in the West Midlands. And that's very much about helping uh, SMEs adopt current existing technologies. So, so it, is, it is very much uh, um, trying to partner with the right people to ensure that we can deliver what UK manufacturing and UK industry actually needs. Absolutely. Thank you for that. So, you know, we, we talk about the UK, you know, being behind many of the other, 
uh, what I would class as advanced economies you know, in terms of uh, r- robotics or robot robots per capita. We're, we're, we're way down that sort of league table. <clears throat> where where are we currently, Mike? You know, and what, what's the biggest impact that the MTC can provide for, for UK manufacturers in, in terms of robotics specifically? Because it's, it's a huge opportunity. It, it, it certainly is. Um... We, we um, and, and I think this is largely cultural, that we've not adopted robot automation in the UK at the same level as many of our competitors. We're currently uh, 24th uh, in the world in terms of our position on the robot density league table, which is the number of robots per 10,000 workers. So a relative measure. Um, and, and we're behind countries that you'd expect to see higher up, places like Germany, for example, Japan, the US. But South Korea are, are currently leading that table. We're behind countries like Denmark, which you don't necessarily recognize as having a significant manufacturing sector. And, and I should stress, we're still the ninth largest manufacturer in the world. So, yep. so we do still have significant manufacturing in the UK. And, and traditionally, we've not been investing in the latest technologies ac- across the board. And robots is just an element of that. I was just going to say, Jeff, we're, we're trying to change that. And, th- and that's really one of my main activities. What, what does that involve, Mike? I mean, how are you, how are you sort of engaging with... Uh, you know, with UK manufacturing to, you know, almost try and, you know, reverse this decline of, of productivity. You know, we've, we've also had the recent exodus of a lot of EU workers, you know, because of Brexit. So we're short of labour. Um, so that there's a, a, you know, an additional problem to, to compound, uh, you know, a, a lack of productivity in the first place. So how are you actually going about engaging with, with UK manufacturing and what, what sort of barriers or, or challenges are you coming up with? Um, you mentioned the mindset. What, what, what else are you finding? Well, we, we, we conducted a study um, towards the end of last year and, and produced a report, um, which is available via our website. Um, and, and that identified the particular barriers that we feel need to be addressed. And, and the way we did the report, I think, was quite important because we got experts from their particular fields to input into the report and that that ranged across all sorts of industry sectors from food through to to engineering it ranged from education uh, research all the way through to the adoption of automation and it include also included the media and the unions so we got we got a very broad uh, range of inputs and from the inputs that we got we distilled what were uh, seen to be the major barriers and and they really could be uh, categorized in sort of four main groups it was awareness and that's about people understanding what the technology could do for them and and where the technology is in terms of its um if i can say adoptability yeah um, the second one was finance so it was more about access to finance um, and how you pay for this kind of equipment Third one was skills, which I think most people wouldn't be surprised about, but how do we ensure that we've got the right skills to, to use this equipment? Sure. And the, and the final one was really support. So it was, it was how do we help businesses adopt these kind of technologies? So we, we put the report together, and, and, and I should stress that's only the start. What we're trying to do going forward now is build groups of stakeholders who can help us address each of those particular challenges. 
Um, and that, that again, will encompass not just the vendors, not just industry, but I want to make sure that we get people like the banks and the financial institutions involved. Mm. I want to make sure we get the educationalists involved because we need to collectively figure out the answers to these barriers. And, and if I can give you one specific example, there are training courses available that um, people can undertake to learn how to program robots. There are apprentice programs where people can up their skills so that they can successfully adopt automation. Yeah. But, but most of those require a bigger commitment. And a, a lot of our SMEs cannot afford to release people for any significant length of time because they're too busy doing what they do. So what we really need to try and do is to find ways of developing short courses or half-day programs that people can then learn what they need to learn in, in small elements without it disturbing their normal day-to-day -day activities too much. Fantastic. So there's there's a lot of work going on to that. And uh, I guess this will be rolled out over a period of time and, and naturally pick up pace as, as more, more people and organisations come on board. I'm glad you've mentioned the, the education side of things as well. And, uh, you know, I, th I think, um, you know, th there's been this whole furore over the last few years about the apprenticeship levy and you know the mixed sort of feelings about that but um you know it's good to see that there are you know some really good courses available for robotics and, and automation and um as you say you know if we can get more banks involved and you know somehow it can be made a little bit more accessible to smes and as you say the time is is always a factor um businesses are always busy and stretched particularly with, um, you know, with, with, say, EU workers going back. COVID's had a, a huge impact. And um, from a, I suppose, from a, a factory point of view, you know, in over 20 years of recruiting, uh, you know, I, I think it's fair to say that it's, it's always pretty tough to get really, really good skills, you know, whether it be engineers, whether it be leadership, or factory floor, you know, operators, uh, setters. It's, it's really, really tough. So, you know, Retaining those skills already within the business is, is one challenge. And, you know, a lot of businesses have really cut back and they're quite lean from a from yeah. a manpower point of view. And this is where I think some of the figures have come out recently. I did hear the other day that I think about 40 percent of, of SME manufacturers are looking at hiring up to six people uh, before the end of March. Uh, which which is great. Um, not sure where they're all going to come from, but uh, you know it, it's it's really really good to see. And um, yeah, the, with, with the support in terms of training for robotics and automation, you know that's that's really going to help SME companies. I think. So there seems to be a growing trend, or there is a growing trend for for, for even more reshoring, uh, which is something that I'm particularly passionate about, and I, you know, I know you are too. Where, where do you see the biggest gains across UK manufacturing, Mike? And what what can the MTC do to to help maximise opportunities? I I think there are a number of challenges within that, and, and you've mentioned the labour shortage. So we, we do currently have a labour shortage, and obviously, as businesses try to bring. Um, production back to the UK, that potentially is, is going to put more of a, um, a requirement for, for labour. So, so there is definitely a need to ensure that we utilise automation as much as we possibly and sensibly can. Um, and that's certainly an area where the MTC can help. Um, we, we're, we, we have quite a few people who have got experience of doing this for real. So it's, it's not about theoretical um, exercises. This is about people that, that have been in the, in the shoes of the people that are trying to buy this kind of equipment. And, and we provide 
if you like, vendor agnostic advice. We're not there to sell anything. So we're if if automation isn't the right answer, then we'll we'll be honest and we'll say that. Yeah. Um, but what we can particularly do is is help businesses um, learn how to acquire this kind of technology, and and that would include things like identifying the most appropriate applications to be looking at, and those are not necessarily the most complex or challenging operations within the factory, and often yeah. they're not, particularly for people that have not done it before it's about finding something relatively simple uh, to to cut your teeth on as it were the second step then is is to build the business case to make sure that you're you're putting all the right savings into the calculation so that you can then justify the amount of money that you need to spend and and the next step really is very important for me is actually writing the specification for what you want to buy and, and that's often a challenge for SMEs, partly because they don't have time and also partly because they have less experience of doing that kind of thing. Yeah. But if you're going to go to a supplier to buy some equipment, you need to be able to tell them exactly what it is you want. And, and finally, it's the choosing of the supplier. There are more than 250 systems integrators in the UK that are quite capable of delivering robot automation solutions. But they all have different expertise, different sectors, different applications. And, and for your average, particularly SME, it's, it's to some extent a matter of luck because they haven't got the time to research that market. Yeah. They just don't have the resources. Whereas we've done that and we do that on a continuous basis. So we can provide advice in terms of the right people to go to. So, so there, if you like, our, our objective is, is to help develop what we like to call informed customers that, yeah. that know what it is they want to buy, know how to buy it, know where to buy it from. And, and what we're really trying to do is, is to provide that education during the process so that we may do more of the work the first time we help. Second time we help, we definitely want to be doing less. And by the third time, we're hoping that that client has understood and learned and then they can go out and do it themselves. Um, and, and that's, if you like, one of the elements of what the MTC can do to help businesses address both the labour shortage, but also uh, if they're thinking of bringing things back to the UK, of, of how we can help do it. But that's only one element of it. We we do also look at things like factory layouts. We do look at digital technologies, not just automation. We do look at new manufacturing processes, which might be additive, for example, or might might involve laser technologies. Yeah. So we, we can help companies both with product design. We can help them with manufacturing technologies to ensure that when they do bring something back, they're then applying the latest technologies to make it both as competitively as possible, but also as effectively as, as possible. And, and we have companies where we have successfully done that. There's, there's an example in the West Midlands, a company called Albert Jagger, where yep. we, we went in and we helped them uh, look at the layout of their factory, the way the processes were organized and so on. And as a result of the work we've done, they were actually able to reshore production from China. And, and they've reduced their costs as a result by 20 to 50 percent. They've reduced their stock holding by 50 percent. So significant improvements yeah. in their business. And, and as a result of doing that, we're now looking at the automation and the digital angles for them to see if we can help improve their manufacturing further. Brilliant. I mean, that, that's a great case study to uh, to share as well. You know, huge, huge cost savings and, and, and efficiency 
uh, improvement is uh, that's what everybody wants to hear, really, and what we're you know most manufacturers are, are striving to get to. So I know there are certain things you can talk about and certain things you you, you may not be able to talk about in terms of uh, things that MTC is working on and you know what what's what's coming through the the technology pipeline. Um, I understand is you know there's some sensitivity around certain customers and, and things like that, but from from an overall technology point of view. Um, can you give any indication as to what might be coming next? What what's going to be the the next big thing in terms of, you know, processes, for example, or, uh, you know, like additives been been taken off over the last sort of you know five five to ten years. You know, what what what's coming next from a from a technolo- technological point of view? I, I I wouldn't like to say that there's any kind of significant step changes, but I do think it's 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 more of what we've been looking at so it is it's about finding the right applications for for additive technologies for example and people are starting to do that now it is about increased adoption of automation it's yep. about increased adoption of digital technologies things like artificial intelligence are starting to be embedded in some of our technologies both digital vision and robotics and it's actually making the technology much easier to apply and to use. And I, I think that's the key to all of this. We, we may be embedding some fairly um, high-tech uh, software and, and equipment inside some of our um, facilities. But yeah. what's it, what it's actually doing is making them easier to operate and easier to program and therefore more accessible to more businesses and i think that's the key to it really is is making the uh, the implementation and the operation uh, much easier which will then make it easier for companies to then apply new systems new technologies yeah that makes perfect sense um okay thanks for that mike um what what are the plans for the rest of the year then in terms of you know any events what what's you know from a news point of view is, is there anything sort of significant uh, that, that you can share with us that, that MTC is involved in um, throughout the calendar? Sure. I mean, we're, we're, we're obviously attending a number of exhibitions over the year, so we will be at MAC, for example. Um, but more particularly, I wanted to, to mention an event that we're organising, which is taking place on the 4th and 5th of May. And, and it's a conference um, and uh, exhibition all about robotics and automation. And our objective for that conference is, is really twofold. One is to provide an opportunity for uh, industry to meet with the supply chain on a, on a neutral venue um, mm. and try and encourage more discussion between both um, the industry players and um, the, the equipment vendors and the systems integrators and also the, the research institutions and the academics. And, and also we want to try and build more of a community so to address some of the barriers that we've identified in our report. So some of the sessions are going to be focused on particular things like finance, like skills, like awareness, so that we can find ways of addressing those barriers, knock those down and really get UK manufacturing motoring by adopting the, the latest automation technologies to improve our productivity, improve our competitiveness and, and really make UK manufacturing um, achieve the, the success that, that I think it deserves. Absolutely. So just to recap then for our audience or, or listeners, the date again was the 4th of May? 4th and 5th of May. It's a two-day event. It's it's free of charge in terms of entry. So, um, and people can register if they go on to the MTC um, website. 
they will find a, a link to the event um, and people will be able to register that way. Brilliant. Thanks very much for sharing that, Mike. So that wraps up today's episode. Um, I hope you've enjoyed our discussion. Um, thank you very much again to, to Mike Wilson. Thank you for listening and look out for the next episode of Insights for Manufacturing. See you next time and bye-bye.